Mother, would you mind stepping into the kitchen? It's Mother's Day, and I've whipped you up a Mother's Day omelette. Ooh. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I am yours truly, Harland Williams. I am the son of my mother, Lorraine Williams, and Mother's Day is coming up this weekend, and I think uh, this show is mostly dedicated to our beloved mothers. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, your mother, my mother, um, what kind of mother were they? What kind of parent were they? We're going to be talking about some of the crazy things maybe your mother did. Maybe some of the crazy things you did in front of your mother. We're even going to talk a little bit about Father's Day. We're going to be stopping by uh, Charlie Lee's Moonglow Restaurant. Uh, because apparently he told us that he has a special Mother's Day buffet going on that we're very excited about. So we're going to drop by and uh, see what kind of fare he's offering up. And uh, just all kinds of mothery things. And I guess the only downside to this show is that it's Friday. Uh, and I've got a visit with Dr. Ascot. But let's not let that ruin Mother's Day. This is about the mothers, not about me and my therapy session. So let's do it, mothers. Here we go. You're on the Harland Highway. <laughs> There's one thing we all have in common. We all have a mother. Mother's Day, this weekend, coming up. Don't forget dear old mama. Yeah, I know. She told you to pick up your toys, and she told you to brush your teeth, and she told you to go take a bath, and she told you to clean up your room. That's what mothers do. They have to do it, man. Can you imagine if kids just ran amok? It'd be like Lord of the Flies, man. We'd all be running around with spears and rocks and cities would be on fire. But I digress. What I'm saying is, don't forget to thank your mother, okay? Even if you don't talk to her much anymore. Even if you gotta spend like 60, 70 bucks. And go online and, uh, you know, have some, some flower place deliver some flowers with a card. What's 60, 70 bucks compared to the person that gave you life? You probably spend 60, 70 bucks a month at McDonald's or on cigarettes or beer. Come on, people. Take care of your mothers. And while you're out there being generous, send me a bouquet of flowers to Harland Williams here at the Harland Highway. Think of me of the mother you never had. The second mother. What? Okay. All right. My producer's telling me to... I went off too long. It's Harlan Williams. Send me some flowers. Oh, yes, mothers. Gotta love the mothers. I always remember a line from the Three Stooges. Curly was getting beat up by Larry and Moe, and um, Curly stopped them in the middle of the beating and said, Hey, wait a minute. They're like, what? You can't hit me. Why not? Because we're related. How's that? My mother and your mother are both mothers. Bonk. Yeah, that's the level of humor I ride at, people. Uh, but our mother's something. It's weird you go through life and you kind of forget, and not to get too graphic, but you kind of forget where you actually came from. Like you know that it's your mother, 
but how often do you really think about the part where you were actually like a living, breathing, like thing inside of her? <laughs> Whether your mother's big or small, skinny or fat, you lived in her stomach. Not her stomach, but in the general area in the womb. You lived in there for almost a year, man. You were like a little pink bald thing swimming around in her bodily fluids inside of her. It's like it's like a kangaroo, like a little baby kangaroo hiding out in the pouch. Isn't that weird? But as you go through life, you don't you don't ever look at your mother and go, hmm, I used to swim around in her belly like a little polywog. I was like a little tadpole swimming up Mummy River. Right? Isn't that weird? You just kind of think your mother is your mother and she's this other human being walking the earth, but you forget that you came from her belly and then you forget that you kind of came from something that preceded the belly nine months ago and then you remember that your dad had something to do with it and you remember it was a lustful summer evening and you can't really hear the groans of the orgasm and oh, and that's why we don't regress that's why we don't think back too far we just go that's uh, my mother okay yeah it's too weird thinking of of how it really all came together. So as far as I'm concerned, I just uh, stop at immaculate conception. Me and my four sisters, uh, our parents didn't uh, do the nasty. Nope. No, because I can't picture that. I can't think of that. So as far as I'm concerned, we just happened. One day my mother was at the coffee shop. I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. Oh, Mother Mary, what have you done to me again? God, oh, Oh, there's another one, God. Oh, Lord Jesus. Just somehow I've had another baby. Don't know how, but just here it comes. Because <laughs> I refuse to picture how I was really created. Okay? <laughs> and I think you want to, too. Unless your mother's like Heidi Klum or, uh, you know, some Victoria's Secret model and uh, Brad Pitt. It's like, do you really want to picture how you started? I know. It's scary. Um, now, how is your mother? Are you proud of your mother? Do you like your mother? Do you, do you dig your mother? I dig my mother because she's very multifaceted. My mother has done so much in her life. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a history. She was she was a social worker. She was a marriage counselor. She was uh, she was a school teacher. She was the head of the library association. She was head of the right to life association. She uh, she's she's been a singer. She's been a travel writer. She's done so many things. And uh, maybe that's where I get it from because I tend to uh, like to dabble in everything, but. Um, the latest venture my mother has come up with, which I'm very proud of her for, my mother's like in her mid-70s here, and she's just uh, had her first book published, 
Um, and uh, my mother's name is Lorraine Williams. Her maiden name is O'Donnell. Lorraine O'Donnell Williams. And she just wrote her first book. It's just been published. It's called Memories of the Beach, Reflections on a Toronto Childhood. And uh, my mother grew up uh, right on the boardwalk of Lake Ontario in Toronto. There's a, for those of you that don't know, there's a whole beach section, okay? Kind of like in uh, New Jersey and, uh, you know, those, you ever hear those, uh, those romantic places where there's the boardwalks right on the water? Well, my mother's house was right on the boardwalk. Uh, they had some land. And then their front door, their their front veranda went out onto their grass. And then their grass met the boardwalk. The boardwalk met the sand. And the sand met one of the Great Lakes, Lake Ontario, which is, uh, for those of you that don't uh, don't know Canadian geography, it uh, it sits just above Buffalo. It borders the state of New York. Uh, Rochester sits on the shore of Lake Ontario. Um and then if you go around to the west coast, it kind of circles around near uh, Niagara Falls and joins up to Lake Erie and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to give you a geography lesson. But anyways, my mother grew up on the beach, which was a, a very kind of uh, cliquey area, kind of had a, its own vibe um, because it was the beaches and you know, it had that atmosphere of beach life, and people used to swarm to the beaches and, and sit on the sand and swim in the lake before it was all polluted. And uh, it's still got that, that effervescence. It's still got that flavor down there. The beaches in Toronto haven't changed that much. So my mother grew up there, and I think it's always been a big part of her character, a big part of who she is, how it made her out to be a person. And it's definitely stayed with her her whole life. And uh, I think my mother always missed the beaches. They're certainly a part of her. So she wrote this book called Memories of the Beach, Reflections on a Toronto Childhood. And it's basically stories about her and her upbringing and her environment and the kids and the people and her friends and her parents and everything that went on uh, during that time, you know, 70 years ago down in the beaches. So um, for those of you interested, you can order the book on Amazon.com. And yes, I am pimping my mother's book. It's the least I could do. She let me swim in her belly for, for nine months. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but please, uh, you know, you don't have to be from the Toronto Beach area to uh, appreciate her book. It's... Um, it's one of those books that no matter where you're from, I think she was able to capture the flavor of the community. And and just like going to a movie, when you see a movie about a place you've never been or don't know about, it's the same with a good book. It pulls you into that environment, and uh, you, you become uh, at one with the environment. You relate to the environment. You start to feel and see the environment as the author paints uh, paints the picture with her words, and in this case, uh, my mother. So there you go. Little plug for my mom, and um, I hope that if your mother has a book out, you certainly plug the book for her. It's the least you can do. <laughs> and who knows, maybe some of your mothers do have a book. So there you go. If you're listening, Mom, happy Mother's Day. 
And uh, to all mothers across the land, across the world, uh, a very, very special Happy Mother's Day to all of you here on the Harlan Highway. Hey, 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 you are listening to the Harlan Highway, and Mother's Day is coming up, people. And my buddy Charlie Lee, who's the uh, owner and operator of the Moonglow Chinese Restaurant off of Exit 81, has asked me to drop by. guess he's running a very special Mother's Day night for all the mothers, so should be good. Let's go into the Moonglow uh, Restaurant. Here we go. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? Oh, how you do today? Thanks for coming by the Moonglow Restaurant. Tell us about your Mother's Day menu. We got big Mother Day special. All right, good. That's what I'm talking about. Tell us about the Mother's Day special. Charlie Lee got deep fried shrimps. He got a chicken stew fried rice. Charlie Lee got a chicken chow mein. Charlie Lee got spring roll. A big abundance of spring roll. I got a big freezer back up with spring roll. Well, wait a minute. What makes that so special about Mother's Day? Oh, mothers like to eat Chinese food. Yeah, but... I mean, what differentiates, you know, what you serve every day with this Mother's Day thing? This different Charlie Lee raised the price. You what? Charlie Lee raised the price. What do you mean you raised the price? Well, it's Mother Day. You don't want you, you don't want coming here with your mother, and you don't want your mother to think you're cheap. I don't want my mother to think I'm cheap, so you raise the prices? Yeah, that's what Charlie do. You come in here, you impress your mother. How much did you raise the price, Lee? Well, Charlie Lee sell regular item, whole buffet dinner, seven ninety nine. But when you come in here with your mother, Charlie charge eighty seven ninety nine. Are you kidding me? I'm out of here, Lee. This is a rip. Yeah, why don't you go rip your Velcro underwear off, funny guy? I'm out of here. Unbelievable. Find a different place to eat. Or maybe you come back Father's Day. I charge you $125 for $7.99 buffet, funny guy. How does he always hear me when I'm halfway down the road? Oh, God, what a weirdo. Why do I even go into that place? Charlie Lee's seventy-eight ninety-five buffet, so my mother won't think I'm cheap. What a goof. Um, now, what about this? And This might be a little uncomfortable, but do you ever... What do you do Father's Day? Because I always get the feeling that people put more emphasis on Mother's Day than Father's Day. Are you guilty of that? Like, uh, you know, is Father's Day just more of a like, oh, yeah, it's Father's Day, I forgot. But with Mother's Day, you seem to be a little more attentive, like, oh, my God, it's Mother's Day. I got to call her. I got to get her flowers. I got to do something. But do you find you have a more lackadaisical attitude towards Father's Day? And is that really fair? And do fathers really show it if they don't, you know, get the shout out? Our father's like, what? It was Father's Day? Oh, I didn't even know. Who cares? Well, thank you, son. Thank you for uh, saying I love you or whatever it is you said. I didn't really hear it. Our father's too macho or our father's in bed at night and they're like, okay, it's five minutes to midnight. My children still have five minutes. No, wait, five, four and a half minutes to call me before it's officially not Father's Day anymore. (laughs) Three minutes. 
Why is the phone ringing? <laughs> they don't love me, but I'll never let them know. I'll remain stoic and strong as a rock. <laughs> and I'll show them. I don't need emotions. I'm their father, damn it. I don't care about emotions. Who needs to be told they need to be loved, huh? Come on, I'm, I'm the foundation of this family. That stuff's for mushy, mushy, wimpy people. I don't care if they call me or not. Oh, my God, it's five seconds to midnight. Three, two, one. They didn't call me. My children didn't call me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a father. But I guess I've been guilty of that, you know? You give a little less on Father's Day than you give on Mother's Day. So maybe, uh, for the record, we should change that, fix it. Because even though fathers have that hard exterior, I think deep inside they're they're touched, they're moved. They want to be acknowledged. So uh, spread the love, people. Spread the love. It is Mother's Day, but don't forget Daddy when his big day comes. Yeah, don't forget Daddy. Ah! Ah, someone get me some tissue. Ah. It's sad when a mother has to speak the words that condemn her own son. But I couldn't allow them to believe that I would commit murder. They'll put him away now, as I should have, years ago. He was always bad. And in the end, he intended to tell them I killed those girls and that man. As if I could do anything except just sit and stare. Like one of his stuffed birds. Well, they know I can't even move a finger, and I won't. I'll just sit here and be quiet, just in case they do suspect me. They're probably watching me. Well, let them. Let them see what kind of a person I am. I'm not even going to swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know and they'll say, why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. Anybody got a freaky mother out there, huh? Since we're talking about mothers and when you think of Mother's Day, you think all, uh, you know, flowery and nice and, oh, mommy. But come on, how many of you people have a freak mother? You know, I know there's some people out there that have a kooky, nutty mother. If you want to call me and tell me about it, 323-215-1486. 323-215-1486. What's one of the freakier things your mother did to you when you were growing up? Um, I remember once when I was a kid, I have four sisters, and... Um, my little sister's name is Barbara, and she had a little stuffed Paddington bear, which is like kind of like Winnie the Pooh. It's like a British teddy bear. He has a little yellow, uh, you know, rain hat on and, and rubber boots. And, and my little sister had a stuffed one that she kept on her bed. And I'll never forget one morning I was laying in bed before I'd gone to school. I was fast asleep, and my mother just kind of walked in my bedroom and I kind of woke up I could I could sense someone was there she was standing there looking at me and she was holding the Paddington bear and she was just quiet and I'm like what are you doing and she out of nowhere she just goes this isn't your Paddington bear 
this is Barbara's. <laughs> and then she turned and walked out of my room. <laughs> it was the creepiest, weirdest thing I think I've ever seen her do. It was simple, yet very creepy and disturbing. It couldn't be your mother. It had to be someone else. Ooh, or how, how about your mother wigging out on you, huh? You ever have your mother wig out? Yeah, I'll never forget the only time my mother ever got physical with me. And this this shows you the impact. Uh, I can only imagine that happens to, to kids that are physically abused because my mother never lifted a finger. But there was one time uh, when out of frustration, out of anger, <laughs> I used to like to have French toast every day when I'd come home for lunch from school. And every day, my mother, being the saint she was, would make me some French toast. (laughs) And I'll never forget this, man. One day, she made the mistake of of making me French toast with the end of the bread. You know, on the end of the loaf of the bread, it's all crust. I guess we were out of bread, and all she had left was that end piece that's all crust. It's the rump of the loaf. And she put it down in front of me, and I was like, Ew, I'm not going to eat this. This is a crust or something. <laughs> you know, I did made some kind of bratty complaint, and I've never seen my mother do this. It's the only time she ever did it. Never happened ever again, but she just, like, grabbed the plate. She goes, You little brat, and she threw the plate at me. It wasn't a it wasn't a ceramic plate. It was just like a plastic plate. But I'll never forget that thing flying through the air, and I docked, and it either dinged me on the back of the head or it flew off against the wall. But it startled me. It shocked me. It was the only time I'd ever seen my mother really lose her cool and get physical. And yes, I was a little brat. My mother throwing a plate at me. I trust her. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And then do you remember the first time you ever swore in front of your mother? First time you ever uh, cursed, dropped the F-bomb or anything like that? Again, I clearly remember my first time. And, again, it drifts back to me being dissatisfied with the the food she cooked up. Um, I remember we were sitting at the table. It was me, my mother, my four sisters, and my dad was not there yet. He had not come home from work. And um, and what happened was uh, I didn't like hamburgers, really, when I was a kid. Like, once I hit about, like, 12 or 13, of course, I was addicted to them. But those early years, I just didn't like them. And my mother used to make us uh, patties. She'd, she'd hand-form a hamburger patty, fry it up, and then give it to us without the bun or anything. It was just, here, eat a, eat a hockey puck of meat, kid. And I just thought it was the blandest tasting, the blandest looking, most unappealing meal. You know, by today's standard, it's like, give me a chunk of soy. You know, soya, give me a soya loaf or something, right? So I'll never forget it to this day. My mother put the meat down. It was sitting on the plate, and I just stared at it. I stared at it for about 30 seconds, just glaring at it. Right? Like I was pissed off at the world, and I just clenched my fist, and with the lower part of my fist, like a judge's gavel, 
I just pounded on the friggin' juicy meat patty, and I just said, fuck! <laughs> I remember the, the juices spewing everywhere, and, and my fist hitting that soft meat, and felt so good to get all that aggression out. And I just remember the, uh, the silence at the table, because in our house, nobody swore. It, it, was, it was not allowed. So for me to drop the F-bomb at like eight years old, holy jumping. It's like the Iceman from Batman just came and like froze our whole family. And there was this long pause, and I thought, I'm dead. I'm totally dead. didn't say fudge. I said the word. The big one. The queen mother of dirty words. The F dash 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 word. What did you say? Uh-huh. That's what I thought you said. Yep, it was just like that scene out of Christmas Story where the kid says fudge. And I dropped the F-bomb and I was just waiting for the world to end. And my mother turns and looks at me, and she says, Harlan, we don't use that word in this house. And then just went on to continue serving dinner. And I'm like, what? That's it? That's all I get for the the dreaded F-bomb? Wow, did I get off? And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, wait a minute. Dad's going to be home soon. I am history. But you know what? I don't think she ever told him. I don't know that she ever told him because I never heard about it from my dad, and I'm sure he would have had something to say with the back of his hand, you know. So, Mom, if you're listening, thanks for letting that one go by, and thanks for not throwing a plate at me, too, because when you drop the F-bomb in front of your mother, you think for sure she's going to kill you. She'll kill you. I know she will. Oh, no. Not my mom. Thank goodness she's a God-loving, sweet, uh, wonderful mother, wonderful woman. Lucky to uh, have her as my mama, my mommy, mama. And... uh, you know, I guess uh, I guess every single kid out there, every adult, ha- has their crazy mother stories. Um, but, hey, after putting up with the likes of me and the likes of you, I'm sure, I think any mother deserves to go a little crazy sometimes. Oh, and speaking of crazy, good Lord, it's Friday. And the producers of my podcast think I'm a little crazy, and so every Friday I got to do this damn mandatory shrink session with this moron Dr. Ascot. Let's get it over with. Ah, I hate Fridays. Hello, Dr. Ascot. Hello, Holland. Oh, God, what are we doing this time? Holland. What? Holland. What are we doing this time? Stop saying my name. Holland. Oh, God. What are we doing? Holland, I want you to sing. Okay, what? 
I want you to sing for me, Harland. It helps to release inner anxiety. It helps to loosen up the spirit. Harland. Oh, I'm not going to sing, and you know it. Harland, you will sing, or I will fill out a pink slip and give it to your superiors upstairs. And come Monday morning, your ass will be on the sidewalk, standing in the cold. Oh my god, are you si- Harland. This is- this is blackmail! Harland, don't be racist. I said blackmail! Harland. Sing, Harland. Let the joy permeate from your soul, Harland. Oh, brother. Ah! Harland, I want you to sing a Barry Manilow song. No way, dude. Harland, pink slip. <sighs> Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl, and that was 50 years ago when Lola had a show. Good Holland. Now she's a la-la. She does a la-la. Holland used the proper words, Holland. I don't know all the words. Holland. His name was Rico. He was a la-la. There, I sang. Holland, I need one more. No way. Ascot, Harlan, meatloaf. Meatloaf? I need some meatloaf, Harlan, so that you can release the angst from your tortured soul. Oh, this is really a low point for me. Harlan, I would do anything for love. Oh, you gotta be jo- Harlan. Cause I would do anything for love but I won't do that Harland finish it <sighs> no I won't do that now don't you feel better Harland well are we done yes then I feel better thank you Ascot Harland Stone- we're done you said it Harland get out of here Harland out Give me a little Oreo Speedwagon, Holland. Get out of here! Have a good weekend, everybody. Go sing in the shower. How about some Casey and the Sunshine Band, Holland? Get out of here! The only singing I'm going to be doing, and hopefully you're all doing it, is singing the praises of your mother on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers, all you mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. And uh, wishing you all the best um, from me here on the Harland Highway and everyone listening. Have a great one. And until next time, love you, Mom, and chicken chow, Maine, Mama. No, I, I won't do that. You can't make me kill her.